Well, happy NHL Draft Day. Round one at Bridgestone Arena is tonight. The big question is, how big of a splash will the Nashville Predators make? And we're going to tell you why moving into the top five, not completely out of the question for the Preds. We'll talk about it today on the Locked On Predators podcast. Your Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Predators podcast your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We appreciate all the loyal Locked On Pred heads out there, the everydayers who tune into every single show. We love you guys and we appreciate the support you give us. I'm Nick Morgan. I am a writer at PenaltyBoxRadio.com and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer at InsideThePreds.com. All right. Also want to mention today's show brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And we we made it. We did. And yet, have we? There's still time, y'all. There is still time. It is not the 15th pick in the draft, my friends. And so hold your breath. Buckle up. Yeah, uh, you yeah, it's excited. I'm excited to be back in the same building as you because that's only happened. Uh, we, we met up at the NHL Awards, and I think that was only the second time we've been in the same uh, same location as each other. I know everybody in Nashville heard this faint peaches and herb reunited song, and that was Nick and I getting to meet up and work in person. And Y'all, we had so stinking much fun Monday night. Did we yeah. not have a great time? <laughs> yeah, we, we uh, if you haven't seen it, go to our YouTube page or uh, LO underscore Predators on Twitter. We have some great videos great from the red carpet uh, of the award ceremony. Uh, Seamus, WWE superstar, talking about his friendship. Great with uh philip forsberg and how much of a great tag team plus some stories on how uh he became a hockey fan uh we also have some good stuff from jelly roll i adore him jelly roll can be like one of the most fun people to talk to uh, i love him carpet that night Uh, i can't exactly say what his some of his answers were uh but he gave some great hockey related answers and uh gave matt duchene some props uh we also got stuff still coming up this week from the red carpet you know can talk to dustin lynch dirks bentley uh we talked to some nhl players mitch martyr maddie Beneers, lindy ruff there is some good stuff that we got from the awards you guys are going to want to check out uh, our youtube page this week because we have a lot of fun stuff uh that's coming up here it was great it was really it was really really fun and again Shout out to Jelly Roll, who I just want to have over for every family holiday because I adore him now. We're besties. Yeah, I truly believe we uh, we all we all made a uh, lifelong all made friend. a fun little connection there. Yes, lifelong the friend. Yeah, uh, I'm sure he has no idea who either of us are, but hey, he would hang out with us again. He I would I absolutely hang out with us. Hang out with Same us. with the draft. We'll holler. What a great guy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the NHL draft, Dan, oh my. it is 
finally here. Uh, I think easily the most anticipated NHL draft in recent memory. David Poyle said it himself this week. He mm-hmm. truly believes this is one of the best drafts he's ever seen. Uh, he compared it back to that 2003 draft, which had, I think, a total of 29 NHL All-Stars on it. Uh, I think like 18 of the 31st round picks made a, made an NHL all-star game. Uh, that, of course, also is when the Preds got Shea Weber and Ryan Suter and Kevin Klein because Kevin Klein was good. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there is certainly that sort of same expectation for a lot of teams. It feels like the expectation is no matter where you are in this draft, whether you're number one Chicago Blackhawks getting Connor Bedard, Whether you're, you know, 18, you know, 19, maybe like mid to early 20s, there's an expectation that you can get a really good player that your franchise is going to build around for a long time. Yeah, and that makes this draft so exciting. We've heard, uh, of course, about Connor Bedard and, you know, how amazing he is. But if you look at some of the young players that are you know, ranked second, third, fourth, fifth. These are first, these are number one overall draft picks who just happen to mature at the same rate as Connor Bedard. So you are looking at, you know, a, a crop of top, top number one overall picks. And then what we're, you know, what's behind them are also high talent NHL potentially ready, you know, young players. So even at, 15 and at 24, the Nashville Predators are going to be able to select potential game changers. So this draft tonight is not only going to be exciting tonight to see what the teams do and and the order in which these players fall, but look, y'all, these names you hear tonight are going to be very exciting for the Predators going forward. Yeah, we talked about it with Eric Denae yesterday when we were doing our like sleepers pick. You know, he mentioned there is a lot of guys in the mid to late rounds that it's like you can make a case like they develop the way they should be there you know there's there's some top four potential yeah. if you use some guys in, in the right way or there's you know up front you know there's some guys that you could realistically maybe high-end develop into kind of a depth score maybe a solid you know second third line so there's just it feels like guys all over this draft Uh, that have potential to be lasting impact players. And, you know, we know that it's still a draft. Right. They're still young. They're still young. And and some players may not develop like, you know, you you work out. But it it just seems like there's hope there uh, more so than maybe previous drafts. And it doesn't help and that the – or it doesn't hurt, I should say, that the Nashville Predators have 13 picks in what is called the strongest and deepest draft in a very long time. Yeah. To quote the greatest sportsman of all time, Ted Lasso friends, it smells like potential in Bridgestone arena. It, it does. And 13 picks, whether you bring in 13 quality prospects with those picks, or you bring in 10 quality prospects and you get something else with a couple of those picks, this this is a great draft year. The Nashville Predators have so set themselves up for success and just an ability to do a number of different things tonight or tomorrow night or tonight. And we're going to talk about some of those things, too, because, y'all, it, it could get very, very exciting tonight. 
Yeah, so so let's talk about what we expect to happen tonight. And we can do this both from, you know, the let, we'll do this from the NHL standpoint. Let's start from the Nashville Predators standpoint. Obviously, 13 picks in this draft. You've heard Barry Trotz talk about, you know, they're happy with the picks they have, but they're also going to try to, uh, you know, maybe improve their draft standing a little bit. You know, look at some options, maybe to use capital in other ways. He said he's going to be smart. So that, of course, has people wondering, are the Preds going to move up? Are they going to take a swing at one of those players on the trade block? Uh, And do you see them doing anything like that? Or do you think this year, maybe they mostly stand pat and be happy with what they have? You know, what's funny is I could really see this going both ways because Barry Trotz and David Poyle talked on uh, Monday morning and they're very upfront about the fact that like, hey, we're making phone calls. You know, we're calling the teams that have like top four or five picks and they're very comfortable. Like if you think about it, what could you possibly offer the Chicago Blackhawks for Conor Bedard? Really, there's nothing. Connor McDavid, maybe, but I don't even know if they would take that because Bedard is younger. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they're very first. How about that? A what? Yakov trying to first for Connor. (laughs) (laughs) They got to go for it, right? Come on. We're it's on the table. Now they're making these phone calls. Barry Trotz. I loved what he said. He said, you know, these top teams are very comfortable where they're at in the draft, but we're just trying to make them a little uncomfortable by having some conversation with them. Now it hasn't worked so far. I think that the Predators are going to continue to try to do something. But here's the beauty of this draft. If they are not successful in moving up in the draft, they are going to get quality prospects where they're at tonight at at 15 and 24. So I don't know what they're going to do. I can tell you it sounds like they're going to try to do some things. And the Predators are set up in a position where they can do some things, whether it's trying to move up, whether it's going after a trade piece um, or they could just stay where they are. And this would still be a really successful draft for the Predators. So tonight feels a little bit like a win-win. We just have to figure out what the win is. Yeah. So there is some chatter. Barry Trotz, you know, said he would love to move into the top five. Uh, yeah. he, he added a lot of uh, other teams would also like to move into the top five. There is some chatter out there that there might be an opportunity for someone mm-hmm. to trade back out of a top five spot. We'll talk about whether the Preds maybe can make a deal just like that to get a franchise player. We'll talk about that in just one second. But first, want to mention today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. You can take your first swing, get it because it's baseball, at betting on Major League Baseball on FanDuel. And you get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets, up to $2,000. That's right. All you have to do is bet 20 bucks, And if you do, you'll land 2000 hundred dollars in bonus bets win or lose that's 200 you can spend betting on everything from the money line to the over under to who you think is going to hit that first home run and it's all in an app that's safe secure and super easy to use plus the best part about it when you win you can get paid instantly 
There is no better place to bet on MLB than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. So sign up today, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and get up to $200 in bonus bets. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. All right, Ann. There is some chatter. Mm-hmm. From, uh, this came from David Pagnotta at the fourth period that the Montreal Canadiens, who own pick number five, might be willing to drop down. Can you imagine? Yeah. So let's let's talk about that because uh, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of teams lining up for that. Um, thoughts on them moving down potentially, and would the Predators maybe have a kind of deal that they would want to do that? Yeah, I was very surprised to hear that a team might be considering it, but Montreal could could definitely do that. Montreal is in kind of an interesting position as far as like cap space and uh, players that they have on long-term IR and what are they going to do with them? They've made some moves already in the offseason. So they've got a direction that they're headed their hands are a little more tied than Nashville. And that's something that I would say about a lot of the franchises right now that makes me think Nashville could be a team in a conversation for a deal with Montreal. If in fact, Montreal does decide that they want to trade down because Nashville has plenty of cap space. So if you have a team that's up there that they're like, Hey, we need a little bit of breathing room. Hey, okay. You know, Nashville has picks out the wazoo, Nashville has a pool of good prospects and Nashville has some players that I think perhaps Trotz and Poyle would be willing to deal. So Nashville is set up to be a team that if there is this opportunity, they could probably put together one of the more appealing deals, one of the juicier packages for a team like Montreal to consider. So I would say that that if this is true, that Nashville is making some international calls. Yeah, of course. You know, the other thing is, is Montreal just saying that to be like, OK, send in your outrageous trade. Yes, yes. I would assume, you know, the Nashville Predators would be like it starts with picks 15 and 24. Mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, if you're Montreal, obviously you get two other first round picks in a deep draft. That probably helps. But are you going to be like, it's five to 15 too much of a, uh, a right. you know, or is there another team, maybe, you know, eight, nine, 10 that has a, you know, can offer up that earlier first round pick that has a similar package? Uh, or, you know, is Montreal going to be like, hey, you know, we're trying to speed up this window a little right. bit you know what what young player are you willing to give us uh and if, if that's the point then maybe the preds are like uh right yeah, I don't know about that uh, also depends on who's available and very true because that's a big one um you know that kind of seems like the come get matvey mishkoff spot you know any teams back there that want him uh, you know, it, it doesn't sound like Columbus is going to take him. And we heard uh, some chit chat, let's say, mm-hmm. at the awards that San Jose may not want to take that risk either. So if you're Montreal, that kind of seems like the OK, there are teams out there, you know, rated, you know, eight through 12 on the draft board that ver- want Matt Vay Mishkoff. Hope he falls. Come up here and get him. 
Right. To come up here and be aggressive and get them. That right. seems like that spot. Uh, I'm sure the Preds would absolutely love to be in that mix. That's the the only other question is who's going to have a little bit of a better of a, you know, a little spot. bit better, a better of a spot. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think that that matters to a point. And here's the other thing that I will say about the Predators moving up. I don't think you're going to see the Predators do anything to move up from 15 to 10. No. You know what I'm saying? Like if the Predators are going to make a move, you can buckle up and bet it's going to land near five, six, maybe seven. Like, because I think the difference in in what is going to be available between 10 and 15, and, and Eric t- has talked about this too, the difference between what's available at 10 and 15 is really not worth making a move because you are going to get quality player, be, you know, between 10 and 15 of a very similar um, caliber of potential. Yeah. So this is why it makes me think that, you know what, Nashville could be in a conversation for this because to go from 15 to five, makes more sense for the Predators than to make a move that's only going to boost them up a little bit and really not change the landscape of talent they're they're drawing from. You go from 15 to 5, and like you say, you're talking about Matt Vay-Mitchkoff. You're, you're looking at something different entirely. Yeah. I would say, you know, uh, in terms of talent, it, it's Bedard. And then, you know, I would say Fantilli is mm-hmm. kind of like the next tier of his own. Who I adore now. Mishkoff may be right under him. And then you got Will Smith and Leo Carlson. Uh, and then I feel like, you know, it, it's the guys that are like, you know, six through 10 are kind of similar. Right. And, then, you know, I feel like 11 through 20 is, is all of those guys are kind of comparable. So, you know, that's it's it's doesn't make sense for the Preds to sell big to move up to, you know, let's say like spot 11, uh, no. unless there's somebody they really like if they have rated maybe in that top six or seven that falls. Um, you know, there, it's, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to give up like, you know, a first and a second to move right. up, you know, and, and grab a guy that you could get like you know four picks later that's similar you know that particular guy but somebody who's you know got similar potential is going to have a similar impact again unless there's a guy that they really have rated high like you know hey let's say they have i'm just throwing a name out there but like matthew wood or right oliver moore like you know maybe they're like okay we have him rated as like the sixth best player and all of a sudden you're getting to 10 and these players have passed on him then maybe you take a, a risk at him. But, you know, yeah. again, like, you know, we, we heard Eric talk about there's just a lot of players, you know, kind of on that third tier under Bedard, Fantilli, Mishkoff, uh, that are just so, you know, similar in terms so good. of yeah. that, it, you know, to me, you know, I think if, if we get past eight, uh, maybe nine, then I think maybe we're looking at, okay, the Predators might need to, stand. you know, yeah. just just kind of ride this thing out. Right. I agree. Now, here's my question for you as we're looking at, okay, what are the Nashville Predators doing when it comes to tonight? What are what are the odds? What are your thoughts on the Predators making a move, not necessarily regarding the draft board, but talking trades like when when you're surrounded by NHL people, you know, you you hear some things and we've heard some things just, you know, pure speculation, y'all. Yeah, we're not quoting our sources. 
Connor McDavid's coming to Nashville. You Connor heard. McDavid's coming yeah. to Nashville with his lean legs. Y'all, Connor McDavid is a lean <laughs> bean. This this was the biggest uh, your biggest <laughs> takeaway from awards night. This was my biggest takeaway. He is so lean. Obviously, he is an absolute phenomenal athlete. Clearly, he is a phenomenal athlete. But y'all, it just almost took my breath away how lean Connor McDavid. You skate so fast on those yeah. little lean legs. Yeah, it's it's wild like how many NHL players we saw like walking around that just look like they're dudes in Nashville. Like they dudes are here for a bachelor party. party. Yeah, like it's like if you saw these guys walking down the street mm-hmm. and what they normally wear, like a like a designer t-shirt and a hat and some short like bird yes. dog shorts, you would just be like, that just looks like a guy who's visiting Nashville. <laughs> and that was like yeah. half of the NHL players in person. They do. Um, they look like they're here for like a fraternity, like an Alpha Tappa Kega party trip. Yeah. You know what I'm mean? like? All their, you know, all their fraternity guys. Very nice. Don't get me wrong. I, we've had great interactions with them. But yeah, they're just so regular, y'all. Yeah. Anyway. Going, yeah. Sorry, uh, going back far. to uh, the actual hockey <laughs> question at hand, which is, are the Predators <laughs> maybe going to make a player trade? Uh, it's it's certainly out there, Anne. Uh, mm-hmm. But if it does happen, it doesn't seem like it's tonight's going to be the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the only person out there that, you know, would conceivably make sense is Alex DeBrinkett at this point. And that's because the Senators don't have picks before the fourth round. Right. Not sure how that happened, Ottawa. What are you doing? Aren't you mm-hmm. in a rebuild? Um, you know, and, and conceivably they would want to get a deal done beforehand so they could have some early round right. capital and deep draft. Uh, but it also sounds like the, the price tag may not be what Barry Trotz is comfortable paying right now. Right. And, you know, we heard him at his press conference this week talk about, or I think it was actually David Poyle that said like, look, we see some situations happening, you know, down the road where teams are going to be up against the cap and they're going to need to move a guy. And we expect teams to kind of call us on that. Mm -hmm. That's a situation where you go, you know, you know, okay. Like there may be a good deal that comes to us that falls into our lap. Kind of like, you know, what Poyle said, the Ryan McDonough trade last year was where it was like, we'll help you out. Uh, you know, and, you know, maybe you'll give us a little bit of a sweetener to do that too. It seems like that's more the deals the Predators are looking for, Mm -hmm. at least right now. I mean, that can change. Like there could be, you know, like another Pierre-Luc Dubois situation where somebody just randomly happens to pop up on the trade block and all of a sudden, you know, you have a chance to get a guy who's going to be, you know, a top six forward for a very long time in this league. Maybe the Preds reconsider but it, it just seems like right now, you know, the Preds aren't going to want to take those big swings yes. at at least the players who are on the block at this very moment in time. Right. And I think here's what we need to sort of brace everybody for, because, you know, you and I in this episode, we're talking about the Predators could move up to number five in this draft. They could stay put. The Predators could make a trade and add a, a substantial piece to the roster. They've got all the pieces and parts they would need to do something like that. But here's what we have to remember about where the Predators are. If this goes textbook, like it is laid out right now, Mm -hmm. if the Predators pick at 15 and 24, if they make 11 more picks and and get 13 prospects, if the Predators keep their cap space and do not make any big trades, 
it is still a win. Yeah. And that was is what is so incredible about what is going on with the Predators in this reset. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> even if they don't do a big thing, this is a win, y'all. If if this goes textbook on paper, no surprises, which Barry Trotz and David Poyle are full of surprises. But if yeah. if nothing great appears, I know if nothing great appears, th- that's fantastic. This is still a win because. You know what? Next season, there may be a, a, a free agent that's worth getting that the Predators are going to say, hey, we know now there's the there's the hole we need to fill. So if nothing happens, the Predators, this is going to be a win. They, they yeah, really that, can't screw this up. Yeah, that course, like, you know, the the Ryan Johansson move, which a lot of people mm-hmm. were saying is a move to set up another move. That second move doesn't have to come this year. Exactly. Like, as you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Predators have, you know, as it stands now, $40 million in cap space to play with next summer. And if you're Barry Trotz, maybe you just spent a season looking at guys like, mm-hmm. you know, Luke Evangelisa and Tommy Novak and Phil Tomasino on an 82 game slide. Come on. And maybe you have a better, you know, understanding of, okay. Do we have a franchise player here? Do we have anybody that's going to develop into that top end number one scoring? Uh, or, you know, what what else do we need? Like, what work do we need to set us up to open that window in the next two or three years? Then maybe you're like, okay, screw it. Like, we got a massive prospect pipeline. We have all this cap space. We're going to make some noise. And maybe we will make that outrageous deal. Yes. Like, oh, that you look back and I was like, oh, they kind of gave up a lot for him. But next year, maybe you're set up better to make that kind of deal. Yes. uh, Because you have a better understanding of where you are. So I'm, I'm, I think my biggest thing, Anne, is uh, the trade tonight, not completely off the table. Agreed. uh, But I think that any player moves from the Nashville Predators. I think if anything happens, we're going to most likely see that closer to the run-up to the season, if at all, this season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the Predators have that space. The expectation is this is a reset. Barry Trotz has been very clear about where the Predators are. And it's not that it's a disappointing thing. I think this that's what's so amazing to me about how – the situation of the Predators changed the outlook from the start of last season to where we are right now, the day of the 2023 draft. You know, you started last season with, this is the roster we are locked in on for years and it may not be able to get it done. And maybe we're going to add a couple pieces and, and, and that'll be enough to get back there, but it didn't happen. And who would have thought, I mean, really, even the most optimistic of among us all, Nick and I, who would have thought that the Predators would be sitting here, you know, hours before the draft, two first round picks, 13 picks in total in this draft, plenty of cap space, an unmovable contract, a ball and chain contract in cement has been moved. And the Predators, there is so much. The world is Trotz's oyster, y'all. Yeah. And it has been been maneuvers 
masterful maneuvers by Poyle and Trotz. You know, you may hate Ellie Tolvanen, that deal. You may hate some of the other things. But let me tell you something. David Poyle is walking home and sleeping in Friday morning, having set this franchise up for just an amazing potential future. Yeah. For all the criticism David Poyle uh, you know, probably deserves for some of the moves towards the end of his tenure. What he's done in the past six months has been a masterclass. I mean, we were expecting, like, you and I were talking, and I think we said this before, it's like, when that Preds rebuild finally starts, like, that is going to be a 440 construction project. (laughs) Where it's just a giant mess that never seems to end. And he has made a lot of deals that a lot of people are what How? Like, you know like like Tanner yeah. Janot you think of all like the futures that they got for Tanner Janot of mm-hmm. all people uh the Mikhail Granlin trade which uh reportedly got someone in Pittsburgh fired yeah uh, an assistant GM who pushed for that trade uh, you know, you look for a lot of people who are like, nobody's going to want to touch that Matias Ekholm contract. You get Edmonton to take that not only for a first round pick in this year's draft, but for uh, also a former first round pick. So, you know, you're you're making these kind of deals. And then Ryan Johansson, like that's the one I think like a lot of people are like saying, but you got somebody to take Ryan Johansson at four million and that's it. All it costs really is a four million dollar, you know, huge move that dead cap in the, for for two years, two huge. years when you're not really going to have to worry about you know anybody big contracts, and it comes off the books when you have to start thinking about Evangelista or potentially right. re-signing UC Saros again. Yes. So you know the masterclass that David Poyle has done to get the Predators to this point. Incredible. Yeah incredible just incredible what he's been able to do y'all going into tonight anything can happen for the nashville predators i think it's one of the franchises best set up for this night for to make something happen and again to not make something happen and still come out win just winners this this is an incredible place for the nashville predators right now yeah all right so we have um what Five hours till draft time. Oh my goodness, oh, y'all. Math is, that math is completely wrong. More like eight. It feels it's, like it's five hard. minutes, y'all. Yeah. We cannot wait. I think it's five hours till you and I have to be down there. There you go. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. So what you guys can do, go to our YouTube page, check out all the past draft coverage we've done. We've talked about who we think the Preds should draft. We've had Eric Denay on talking about good first round targets for the Preds. Go check that out on our Locked on a Predators YouTube channel or go back on our past episodes on whatever podcast platform you choose. And our plan, we say our plan because who knows what's going to happen we plan to record an episode at the draft tonight that'll be up very early tomorrow morning. Uh, our reactions from the first round, maybe other NHL stuff. So that's our plan. Uh, so, you know, stay tuned till that. God, God, hope that happens. <laughs> Buckle up, friends. Let's hope the let's hope that twenty dollar Amazon equipment uh, pays <laughs> off in, in kind. Uh, and where can people find your work? 
You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. You can find me on Twitter at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at penleyboxradio.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan. That's going to do it for us on today's Lockdown Predators podcast. Thanks for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of the Preds' first round. We'll see you then.